Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show, the big show, the most important and critically acclaimed podcast that is recorded in our car. And today we are on a windy, twisty, hilly road that's not nearly as bad as the last time I drove it when it was totally ice-covered, because Missouri doesn't really maintain their roads very well when they're not main roads. But this is not a main road. We're in the middle of nowhere heading towards Iowa, and we just did something that you did not see because it happened before the podcast. We start the podcast, start the recorder, and then we let it sit for about 20 to 30 seconds so that our microphones, which are on our faces, we have the headset microphone, can record the ambient sounds of the car driving down the road, whatever wind happens to be hitting the side of the road, the car, all that kind of stuff. And then I could put it in the noise reduction software to reduce the hum and the hiss and the, the bad noises, at least some, Okay. And we have a hand signal that I hold up a closed fist, which is our hold symbol, our stop and hold symbol. (laughs) And then as we're getting ready to start the actual podcast, I count down with my fingers, three, one, and then I point at her and then she says, hello, everybody. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show, the big show. And then we go into our into our prefabricated spiel, spiel, spiel. I'd be a lousy German, wouldn't I? <laughs> I can't. I can't Don't even the, like crowd. I mean, I can't, I can't do the German stuff. So anyway, why do I bring this up? So because I put my sometimes, thumb on the so she can talk. Yeah. <laughs> why do I bring this up? Because sometimes you just have a minimum of time to express something. And you need to have your partner in crime follow direction quickly and efficiently. Or sometimes you just can't talk out loud or don't want to talk out loud. Or, again, can't talk out loud because you're, like, under this under the ocean. Yes. And, like, our, our personal language, hand language, is not ADSL. Um, or the ADSL? ASL. ADSL. American Standard ASL, whatever, yeah. ADSL is some kind of internet. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm a techie guy. It's not the, you know, we don't use the sign language. It's not that we're opposed to it. We just don't know it. We basically use a modified diving jargon with our hand signals. And um, so the fist held up means hold or stop. Except when it doesn't, apparently. Except for when it doesn't. <laughs> and we'll come back to that. Yeah. There's a situation where it really didn't mean hold or stop and it's very funny but let's get on with the we'll do a diversion later probably unless we forget to do it and then we won't tell you but it's funny so we should probably what brought this up is uh recently one of our contributors was talking about and uh, salty collaborated on a piece on uh, what children need to know and it occurred to me that there was one big element in there that hadn't been covered and it didn't only apply to kids but it applied to adults equally well And it's something that's been in Salty and I's life for a long time now. When you are in an emergency situation, sometimes you don't have time to explain. You don't have time for argument. You don't have time for disagreement. You really just need to have people respond right away and without complaint. Uh, I am struck by one time when we were pulling the slide-in camper out of our pickup truck. And at one point in the process, the leg holding up one corner of the camper started to fold. Yeah, it broke on us. And Salty was left holding this camper above his head. It was on three other stands, but 
but he to was balance, a considerable... it, I was, I was the, the fourth leg, and it was heavy. Like, there's a full, full slide-in camper that takes a three-quarter ton pickup truck to haul. You know, it was a big one. So when he started telling me what to do, I just shut up and did it as quickly, as efficiently as possible, because then was clearly not the time for argument. But sometimes it's not quite as evident as somebody trying to hold a camper above their head that there's no time for argument. You might need to communicate to other people in your household. Right now, we do it. I'll explain later. And that needs to be arranged and agreed on in advance. So everybody knows. uh, I'd call it a magic word, not that there's anything magic about it, but it's just a... You might call it a safe word, something everybody... Or a phrase. Yeah, or phrase. It needs to be short and easy to say. And easy to remember. We're not trying to be tricky code stuff here. But it has to be absolutely, positively, do what I say and do it now. And never, ever abuse that phrase. Right. Because if it's abused even once, you can no longer depend on it ever again. And it's critically important that you don't do that. Because, I mean, this is, a, this is a life and death phrase. Or a save big hassle phrase. It's the, look, I know what I'm doing here. I do not have time to explain this in this current situation. I'll explain it later. But for right now, we've got to do this phrase. In, in my opinion, it's really only appropriate when two conditions are met. One of the people has information, the other one doesn't, which is critical to really understanding what's going on. And there is no time to communicate that information. And so immediate compliance is the only good answer. And if those two conditions aren't met, then it's not a time to use the... Yeah, I, we both know our personal phrase, and... We'll be glad to share it with you. It's not, not, it means nothing to you, probably, but it's our personal face. But I cannot remember the last time we used it. It's been a long time because it I mean, doesn't it just, come up often. But yeah, just, we would both adhere to it. We both have adhered to it every time it came up. Um, but we also kind of, sort of, have a secondary... Uh, it's not even really a phrase. It's a, a secondary hand figure. Our hold symbol... Stop and hold is not quite to that level of do this now, but it's pretty close. I mean, when somebody, when one of the two of us gives the, the stop and hold hand signal, the other one stops and holds because there's a good reason for it. Now, that reason may be stop and hold we need to discuss or stop and hold. You're about to step off into a, into the abyss, you know, it, it, but it's not an urgent. Well, can be urgent, yeah. But, but yeah, it's, but it can it's be urgent. To pay attention but it's, to right away. But it is something where you just stop and hold. I think it now is the time for the diversion because it's important when you have these signals <laughs> that everybody is completely clear on what they mean. Right. And we we ran into trouble on that one once when we, we did. were diving, and it was perfectly reasonable, but it was a matter of interpretation. Yeah, we were we were diving, but we were saying two different things with the same signal, and obviously we can't communicate verbally when we're under the water down in this cavern. Right. Now, we're inside of a cave. We're actually in the cave part of a cave. And in this cave, there are eels. And these eels are, what, three or four feet long? But they got razor-sharp teeth. They're freshwater eels. 
They have razor-sharp teeth. And some of the divers feed the eels. Yeah, the, they actually sell little Vienna sausages, a little dive shop right next to there, so you can feed those if it yeah, entertains you. Yeah, and you can actually eels. feed the eel out of your hand. And they have a tradition of feeding them either cheese whiz out of a can. But. Which is kind of fun if you just <laughs> push the cheese whiz and the eel will come up. It's kind of, they're kind of fun to play with. But. Yeah, or you feed them little Vienna sausages. So I'm there floating still in the water, watching a, a freshwater lobster do its thing. She's got her light on her hand. Yeah. Which we have multiple lights. She's got a, a, that time she had a small light on that hand. So Salty gets my attention, and he makes the closed fist stop Hold, signal. Yeah. So I immediately stop, and I echo the signal back. The closed fist is I'm holding up my, my, my fist, and then I, all fingers are it's in a fist. I mean, you know, it's not like just a holding up my hand with all, finger, all five fingers up. It's a fist. Yeah. So I'm... I'm left-handed. I make the signal with my left hand, and I stop, and I, I watch to see what the issue is. And he shakes me off, and he makes the signal again. And I check my drift to make sure I'm actually still. And I confirm I am, and I make the signal back. And he shakes me off again, and I'm like, well, what? I'm still already. I'm still. Oh, ew. Oh, uh, yeah. Not good. We'll come back to that ew in just a minute. <laughs> that was like, oh, Wow. And then he shakes me off again, and he changes the signal to one that looks like something biting and sliding through the water. And I look back, and there's an eel, a four-foot-long eel, eye in my right hand, which was dangling behind me with my fingers loose in the water. Looking a whole looking lot like my, Vienna yeah, sausages. He's looking at my fingers and like the, they're Vienna sausages. And eels aren't real bright. And he <laughs> holds up one hand to with the fingers loose and makes the bitey signal at my fingers and then makes a fist out of the dangling fingers. And I'm like, oh. Close your dead gum hand before the eel <laughs> takes your little finger off. Yeah. So that eel had slid up behind me and was con contemplating taking a bite out of my fingers. And in that particular case, the closed fist meant there's an eel who thinks your fingers look like Vienna sausages. Which So, you know, and, and you can't talk underwater. That was not my original interpretation. Right. And, you know, at this point in time in the cave, now you got to throw in some other things here. At this point in the time in the cave, you know, we're like 90 feet down, and we've been there a little while. And, you know. Get a little narked. You get a little, <laughs> a little narked. narked. It's, you know, you, you get down in these caves, you get 90, 100 feet down, you start grooving on it a little bit, you know, get the narc going on. Nitrogen narcosis is a mild state of euphoria and lack of attention caused by nitrogen affecting your brain I, have you ever thought about what it'd be like to get a dark narc in a cave yeah Ooh. that's part of the reason we took the safety diver course <laughs> yeah well, that's true yeah. but anyway what we were ooing about back there is it's february it's calving season and apparently a calf had died okay or it was might have been just afterbirth tend to look like afterbirth hopefully it was afterbirth that's yeah. not nearly as ooh. um and there was an eagle out there eating it a bald eagle which people don't realize that eagles are scavengers. They are. They're like buzzards, but not quite as bad as buzzards. But Oh, they certainly will fish for themselves, but oh, they also are happy to eat carrion. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, so, yeah. So, sometimes there can be misunderstanding. Now, obviously, if you're out not in the water and you hold up your hand, you know, you can say, hey, stop or hold. It would actually be best not to use that particular signal, since it's so meaningful for us, for anything else. 
Right. But now, it's just the, the thing that came naturally to his mind when he saw my fingers about to get no on. Right. We have other signals that we use personally that come from diving. If you're a, if you're a, if you're a diver and you either put both hands up above your head in a big circle or one hand on your head and have your arm in a circle, that means okay. There's an eagle up there in that tree. Yep. Um, this is Eagle Central. Well, that's a nest. Yeah, they've got a big nest up that's there. That's their nest. And there's I one need to remember where this place is. Wow, yeah, that's a they, beautiful nest. It's a, it's a big, big one, isn't eerie. it? Yeah. And it's something I can actually shoot. And it's from right the on the creek side. I'm sorry. We're in southern Iowa. There was just a beautiful eagle nest there. Pressing right along. <laughs> I'm easily distracted. We have the other signals. Yeah, like so, it, it's like okay though that works out great where we're on a trail and I see somebody there and she's a mile away, but I could still see her. And she raises her hands up above her head. I raise my hands up we can tell we're okay, go on. <laughs> so It's nice to have that communication value there. These are just things that we know. And you know, we've been together for for um, 60 years now. Uh, no, 35, it just feels like 60. <laughs> Y'all knew that was coming. Come on. <laughs> um, anyway, sorry. I just earned 10 guy points from that. <laughs> um, yeah, we've been together long enough that, you know, we finish each other's sentences. And, you know, this is the stuff that you do. But especially for people who tend to, in their normal course of events... We are not in the habit of bossing one another around. It's no. not something we do. Ever. So when one of us does get imperative and bossy, it is attention-getting, and we generally do it first and ask questions later. But not every relationship is that way. Some people tend to make imperatives as a more natural habit of living, and in those cases, their family members might not be inclined to immediately follow every bit of direction. So in those cases, you need to have a clear way to communicate that now is not the time or we don't have the leisure to argue about this one. Do it right now. You need a clear signal to communicate that. And this is important for children to know, too. Yeah. Especially for children. And you have to have the children pay attention when you use it, and you should pay attention to it when the children use it. Right. And they, they actually will learn from you to use it the right way if you use it the right way if you abuse it yeah 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 if you if you use this to stop an argument just because you don't want to have the argument game over it's never going to work reliably again because people don't like to be bossed around like that well most people complete obedience is a sign of either extreme trust or extreme fear and i hope it's not the latter so you have to maintain the trust if you want the immediate obedience. I'm going to share a little. Uh, there's also don't go there word, okay? And people use these. It baffles me that people who who consider themselves decent, everyday, family-type people do this to people they supposedly love. They use inflammatory words. Now, I, I this is beyond the pale of, of what we're trying to do here. Obviously, we're not marriage counselors. <laughs> but I would personally say, if, you, if you're into using words that you know are going to be counterproductive to your spouse... Don't push their buttons. Just don't push, push their, their buttons, buttons. Just push their buttons because you will lose purchase with them. Yes. You will lose your purchase with them. They will... When... 
the chips are down and you need to you need to communicate with them. You've been sitting there pushing their buttons. You that ship has sailed. And it could cost people their lives if you do that. Now I know, for example, exactly what I can and cannot say to this one over here in the passenger seat. I know, for example, I once told her, shut up. I once told her. And if to you shut were up. to say it again, I would immediately shut up and wait until I figured out what the situation was before. She I knows I will talk. not be doing that. Because he won't do it casually. If he's doing it, it's because it's absolutely needed right then. And, and even, I'd give him the benefit of the doubt until the situation was clarified. And that is not, I still, even though I know that, I would still not tell her to shut up. I would do it another way. I would use our phrase, and then I'd use the words silence. And, which is just, a, it's a nicer way of doing it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we have our phrase, and I don't really think we're going to even tell you what it is, because I don't really want it out there. It's it's just a common thing. I'll tell you it's something like, like um, something like, I mean this. Boom. It's not that, but it's something like that. It's the that's the content of the expression. I mean this. Silence. That's our phrase. But it's a pre-configured phrase. It isn't just some random. Oh, I mean this. I mean that is it's our. It's not something that would come up pre-scheduled conversation. Phrase. Yeah. Uh, it's like a checkoff in football. Not Anton Chekhov the writer or check off the star trek guy but a check off in football the quarterback looks around looks around looks around and he sees he's got single coverage uh gronkowski on a five foot nine uh, backup cornerback check check boom he'll look over at gronk if it's brady and i'm we're not patriot fans at all i'm just this happened in the super bowl um looks over there he sees the match up there boom he checks right to it that's what we're talking about. We have it's automatic. Automatic. When situation this situation arises. occurs, it we automatically go to a checkdown situation. We're checking off the the list. We're checking off the coverage, and then we go to check down. Boom, audible. And some situations that come up often, we have special words. Like if we are driving, and one of us says the word "deer" by itself, we're not being affectionate. There's a deer in the ditch that's about to jump up and run over the road, and one of us has seen it, and the other one hasn't. And the driver will start braking immediately and looking around Carefully for it. Carefully braking. Yeah, braking appropriately. But that's all when we use that phrase for when we're driving. So you have to have these clarified with everybody, and you have to not abuse them. That's the main point. And... We're not parents, so we try not to get all, people should do it this way when they have kids. But I remember when I was a kid, there were certain words our parents would say where arguments stopped and compliance followed right away, not because somebody's head was about to explode and anger was about to be released or anything. It was just they had certain things they said to get our attention and let us know it had to happen right now. Very handy when a skunk comes wandering through your campsite and you'd rather not have your tent sprayed. That's one instance I recall the expression being used. And uh, about, I come from a big family. There were six of us kids there on that camping trip, probably. And it looked like a massive game of freeze tag. When the phrase came out, everybody literally froze in place in whatever strange position they happened to be in and looked over at mom, who'd uttered the phrase, and... She pointedly looked at the skunk, 
And we all got the message on what was going on and could react appropriately. Because and nobody wants skunked. Nobody, nobody wants, wants skunked. skunked. Nobody wants your tent skunked on at the beginning of a vacation either. No, no, nobody wants skunked. So it worked. The skunk ambled through our camp like the king of creation that he is with nobody bothering him. And he was nice and civil, as skunks usually are when there's nobody bothering him. Wandered back out the other side, and we resumed our regularly scheduled vacation. It could have gone badly without the expression. So that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. There's an eagle nest right over yeah. there. See and it? I see it. Yeah. And it worked because we all knew that's what that phrase was for, and that's the only time that phrase came out. Except for we... Uh, occasionally they would use it just as a reminder and and training kind of thing, but it was always a brief, okay, you did it, good job, on we go with our lives. It was never used as a stick to badger people into behaving the way they didn't want to behave when it wasn't important. Because, frankly, if it did, it would lose it, its value. Yeah. These are phrases that you just don't ever use casually, ever. Yeah. You might want to use them for practice, but you want to have the bounds of what that is about clear ahead of time. Man, those eagles build very big nests. It's not hard to find an eagle nest. When you're looking at the, you're like, oh, they count that time. They must have about 20 chicks. <laughs> anyway, that's what I had. I, I hope you all have that means of rapid and immediate communication and you honor it among all family members because we have found it to be exceptionally useful on occasion. All right. Well, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. And we will catch you the next time. Right now, we're going to stop in our favorite Southern Iowa Mennonite grocery, Mennonite grocery store and money because it really is a cheap place. So we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.